This is Emmanuel Today, taking steps toward God's possible in your life. It's now time for you to sit back and prepare for insights on your walk with Christ. Let's join today's message right now. Good morning, Emmanuel. How many of you love Jesus today? You love him? All right, everybody can do a little bit better than that. Big shout out to Elk River, Maple Grove, and to Lakeville and those online, but you can join right in with Springler Park. How many love Jesus? There you go. Yeah, you came to the right place. This is church, and uh, we get the opportunity to come together, worship together, and uh, I'm so excited about all that God is doing in our church, through our church, and really, it's what's going on on the inside, not just what's going on on the outside. Because I know God is doing a work in our hearts through generosity that is quite incredible. Uh, When I look at, uh, when I first came in as the lead pastor uh, just eight years ago now, as I was coming in, one of the dreams that I had was that people would want to touch the needs of people outside our church, that we would make a difference locally and around the world, and it wouldn't be forced, and it wouldn't be coerced or anything, but God would do work in our hearts. And I have to say, over the years, I've just been so blown away by what God has done in the hearts and lives of everyone in our church. And uh, one of the, the ways that we can see it visibly, what's going on in the inside, is when we come together for our miracle offering and we say we wanna touch needs locally and around the world and we've got all of these uh, kingdom builder projects that represent lives and people and then we have a miracle offering here in 2021 and the number for combined for all of our church was $385,000 through Emmanuel just in a weekend. And uh, when I think of that, I just go, But that number, you know, we can get excited about a number, but really it's about each individual life. And it's about the miracle that's happening in you and your family as you step out in faith and join with what God is doing and what he cares about to touch regular everyday people and to to take care of the people that, that need a meal or to rescue somebody that's being trafficked, or, or to step into spaces where, where uh, others would not step, you can make a difference through the church. And I just wanna say thank you. I'm so excited, God's not done. Uh, we still have projects, and you can see all the projects that are in our booklet and in our lobbies. We still have those available. Keep praying as we work with almost 100 partners around the world and locally to make a difference with people. Everything from um, people uh, are reaching people who are addicted to drugs and substance abuse types of things to full on just preaching the gospel in spaces where no one else will go to restricted access countries. You are making a difference. To God be the glory. Amen? To God be the glory. And uh, I could get super, super, super excited about that. Today, uh, we're going to do part two of what's in a name. This Christmas season, we've been looking at ways to connect our personal stories with the story of, of the Bible and to recognize that God, it, it's, it's a fresh story and we're looking at it through the names. And one of the things that you can do outside of Sunday mornings is you can connect through the devotional uh, that we had and I think they've sold out on almost every location, Prepare Room, a daily Advent devotional that you can get. You can still get them online. You can get them an audio book. You can get an electronic version. So I encourage you, you can join us at any point and the rest of the church family as we walk through that. You know, Christians around the world walk through Advent, and they don't just have Christmas on December 25th. They actually prepare, and they think, and they prepare not only to commemorate what the birth of Jesus, but the return of Jesus. And uh, how many know Jesus is coming back? And so we can all be focused on that and be prepared for when Jesus returns. Today's title of my message is this, Hello, My Name Is. Now, how many of you have been given a sticker when you came in, a Hello, My Name is sticker? I want you to take that out right now, and uh, if you haven't already, put your name in there. Are you serious, Pastor Nate? Yes. I want you to put your name in there, then take the sticker off and put it on your shirt or put it on your jacket or whatever you're wearing and put it on there. Hello, My Name is. You know what these are for? These are easy ways to to start a conversation, to get to know people that perhaps you don't know. You might not know a face, you don't know a name. 
And, and by the way, you could use these. Keep them on after service today so you can meet people outside. You might be like going to pick, pick up your kids from the nursery and you don't know the names of the other families that are also going there and you're there every week. You might catch a name. Uh, the whole purpose of this is, is a starting point to get to know somebody. Uh, we, we actually do this in Growth Track uh, where we put these name tags on. So when you come to Growth Track, big shout out for Growth Track, uh, as a way to get connected to the rest of the church, it starts with your name. Everybody's got a name, and it's the starting point for, for those relationships. Mark chapter 1, in the Gospel of Mark, this is how it begins in verse 1. It says this, this is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. In a sense, this is the hello my name is moment to introduce God, Jesus, God's son, to people. And it's called good news, apparently. It's not bad news, it's a good news. This is a person you want to meet, as opposed to somebody that you wanna run away from. And you wanna go towards him, and it's given him a Messiah. He's Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. Now, we have an opportunity to get to know someone in the scriptures. And getting to know someone requires being with them. If you're gonna get to know someone, how many of you can know their name, but you gotta go beyond the name to get to know the person. Turn to the person next to you, say, you don't know me yet. <laughs> Some of you are like married a long time, you're like, that's not true, I know her too good. She knows me way better than I want her to know me. But here's the point. In the gospel, the good news, okay, and actually the word gospel is the old English for good news, the interchangeable. The good news is meant to reach us, meaning it's an invitation to go beyond the name tag to get to know the person behind the name tag. And the danger is that we can miss God in the story of Christmas. See, God wants you to know him, so he decided to come and be with you. And there are all kinds of news stories out there that we catch and some we miss, and everybody interprets the same story through a different lens. Just think about the day after an election. Some people are really happy, and some people are really mad. Some people are still mad about last year. So not everybody interprets the same story the same way, right? And they miss the value or the good things potentially that could be involved in the good news. A week ago yesterday, best news of my life, Michigan beat Ohio State. Go blue. And uh, you know, all the Michigan fans and Ohio State haters were excited. Everybody else just didn't care, right? So the reality is you can have a news story, it can be good news, but it might only be good news for a particular category of people. So my point is, is just because it's good news to some doesn't mean that it is yet good news to everyone. And we don't wanna miss the good news. Listen, the real story of Christmas is beyond Rudolph and Santa Claus. Now, I'm not, some of you are like, he's cutting on Santa Claus in church. No, listen, I'm not going to, but those are stages of life. Those are younger kids' stages. Those are, but listen, you don't put Jesus in a box and put him in a storage like you do a Christmas tree. Jesus is more than a Christmas tree. Come on, somebody. And when it comes to the story, we got to remember the person, and he wants to know us. Because everybody's going to see it through a different lens. This is exactly what Paul was talking about with the gospel or the good news in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, so where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world brilliant, world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish, since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him um, through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. 
It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven. And it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those who called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strengths. So today, as we move along in the story of what's in a name, I want to draw you away from a disinterested perspective and to look into who God really is through the person of Jesus that we see in the scriptures. Today, I hope that we catch, not miss, the power of the story of Jesus' birth. You know, Jesus and God in general is into names. Look at your Bible. How many names are in the Bible? There are thousands of names in the Bible. He's into names. And he's into names, and we see it in the story of Christmas in Matthew chapter one, go there with me, where a giant hello, my name is sticker is put in the hands of Joseph to put on his new son. And it says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son. And you are to name him what? You are to name him Jesus, okay? For he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Once you consider in this moment, Joseph has a dream with an angel visiting him in the dream. And in that dream, he's given instructions to do something, to give a baby a name. Now, I'm sure his mind was racing at this moment. Baby, we haven't had sex. <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking through all of those things, but God has a way of seeing the end before we do. We can only see a story up close, but he sees the longer haul. He doesn't just see the moment of the baby being named. He sees the baby's whole life. And he does that for you as well. Because right now in this stage of your life, all you can see is what's in front of you and what's behind you. Directly in front. But God can see the long haul. And he knows what your future holds. And he wants to speak something over your future. For Jesus, he's to be named Jesus. It's another form of Joshua in the Old Testament, which means God saves. That's why you say he, for he, he saved the people from their sins. And then the angel begins to say, not only that, but there's more names attached or titles or aspects of the individual that you need to know about. And he quotes from Isaiah, and Isaiah, he will be called Emmanuel for God is with us. That's what the word Emmanuel means, whether it begins with an E or an I in the scriptures. It means that God is with us. And to help us understand Jesus more than just by his name, look at who he's connected to. In his names, God is with him, not just in the moment, but in everything leading up to the moment. For he has an ancestry behind him with many, many different names. In fact, if you look into Matthew chapter one, that's the first gospel of the New Testament, and the story of Jesus through Matthew's eyes, you will see that there's a lineage of 14 generations. Name after name after name. How many of you, when you're doing your Bible reading, you skip over the names? Today, I don't want you to skip over the names. I want you to consider that each of those names have a lifespan to them. They have stories attached to them. They have value attached to them. Some of them are good and some of them are bad, but when Jesus is called Emmanuel, 
It's Emmanuel. God's been with humanity since the very beginning, all the way up to this moment. And he will be with us in the future. There's an incredible value of understanding that God is bigger than people's bad stories. Just because your mom or your dad screwed life up and maybe they did things wrong and maybe they've already died doesn't mean that God wasn't involved in your story even in the worst of circumstances. And just because in your great history behind you, it looks as though, man, I don't want anybody to know about my family. Anybody here like that? Or we only bring out the good ones. See, families are a little bit like, I got this box. You pull the, out of storage, you pull out your, your annual Christmas lights. How many do that? Anybody have tangled Christmas lights? And this is like your, your family tree. <laughs> or this is like your history. Or this is like, man, this is the stuff I went through. I'm going to tell you every good point in my story. I'm not going to tell you all the bad stuff I did. Right? That's like this. But with God, God with us, Emmanuel, you can plug it in and it still lights up. And he has a way of straightening out the crooked things in our life. Come on, somebody. He does it. The statement, God is with us, is the most incredible statement for anyone, any age, anywhere in the world. God is not content with leaving us alone. He doesn't want us to have knowledge of his name. He wants to be with us. Are you catching what I'm saying? So even though the series is about what's in a name, I want you to catch it's not just about knowing the name, memorizing the name. It's about getting to know the person. And he chooses to be in our story to be with us. He moves in and he says, I'm going to be with you. There is good news when you look at the scripture because you will see thousands of names and all of them matter to God. He isn't just saying, hello, my name is Jesus. He wants to be with you so he can know you and you can be known. And the best news is if your name is messed up because of what you did or who you were named by someone else, he has the capacity of changing your name. Changing your story. Think about a guy named Jacob. His name meant deceiver. And then he wrestled with God. How many know God's going to win when you wrestle with God? And he changed his name to Israel. Anybody heard of that name? Or how about somebody like Simon, who is a fisherman? And Jesus changes his name to Peter. I'm going to build the whole church off of your faith. Or what about somebody named Saul, you'll see in the book of Acts, who was one way, he was a terrorist. He was on every terrorist list in the world, had murdered Christians. And Jesus steps in the story and says, I'm giving you a new future and a new name, and I'm going to call you Paul. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. The best thing you could ever do is introduce yourself to Jesus because Jesus will change your story. In fact, I want you to repeat this after me. Say, hello, my name is. Now put your name in there this next time. You ready? Hello, my name is. You're saying that to Jesus. And when you do that, he wants to be with you. He's called Emmanuel. He jumps into the conversation. God with us is seen in so many different ways in the scripture. To really get the good news of Christmas, you need to go see him yourself. You need to search the Bible and discover he's more than you thought he was. He's not just a cute little story that a few people in a church understand. No, he's far more than that. All the easy, surfacey ways that people know Jesus, but they don't always touch the reality of where we are. You need to know this. He's not equal to Santa Claus this Christmas. He's the Son of God. And the way that you discover who Jesus is is through the titles and the names that are given to him in the Bible. This Christmas, I double-dog dare you to get to know his names. Get to know and search for the why behind each of those names. 
I want to give you a list of 117 names or titles of Jesus in the scripture. They're found in your Emmanuel MNN app. You've got a link to it. You can get a PDF document if you want to. And I've got the scriptures attached to them as well. But listen to these names. He is Adam the second, Almighty, Amen, the Alpha and Omega, Advocate. He's called the angel, the angel of the Lord, the angel of God's presence, apostle, arm of the Lord, author and finisher of our faith, blessed and only potentate, beginning of the creation of God. He's called the branch, the bread of life, captain of the Lord's host, captain of salvation, chief shepherd, Christ of God, consolation of Israel, chief cornerstone, commander, counselor, son of David, day spring, deliverer, desire of all nations, door, elect of God, Emmanuel, eternal life, everlasting father, faithful witness, first and last, first begotten of the dead, firstborn of every creature, forerunner, God, God blessed forever, God's fellow, glory of the Lord, good shepherd, great high priest, governor, head of the church, heir of all things, holy one, holy one of God, holy one of Israel, horn of salvation, I am. Jehovah, Jesus, judge of Israel, just one, king, king of Israel, king of the Jews, king of the saints, king of kings, lawgiver, Giver, Lamb of God, Lamb, Leader, Life, Light of the World, Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Lord of Glory, Lord of All, Lord of Righteousness, Lord God of the Holy Prophets, Lord God Almighty, Mediator, Messenger of the Covenant, Messiah, Mighty God, Mighty One of Jacob, Morning Star, Nazarene, Offspring of David, Only Begotten, Our Passover, Plant of Renown, Prince of Life, Prince of Peace, Prince of Kings of the Earth, Prophet, Ransom, Redeemer, resurrection and life. Rock, root of David, root of Jesse, ruler of Israel, savior, servant, shepherd, and bishop of souls. Shiloh, son of the blessed, son of God, son of the highest, son of David, son of man, star, son of righteousness, surety, true God, true light, true vine, truth, Way, wisdom, witness, wonderful, word, word, word of God and word of life. Come on, somebody. There's more to Jesus than you thought there was. There's more to him. I'm, 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 I'm one to challenge you to go beyond what you already know and discover the Lord of life in a new way. This little baby that came to the earth he came and God sent him, and it was a plan. As we talked about last week, there was a plan in the Old Testament, and this was the moment. But everything you see in the Word of God is a dis discovery of a new attribute of God that maybe you don't know anything about. Maybe you don't know him as your healer yet, but you can know him. Maybe you don't know him as your baptizer in the Holy Spirit yet, but you can know him. Maybe you don't know that he's the one that walks with you through the valley of the shadow of death, but you can know him. Are you catching what I'm saying today? Go beyond just the hello my name is and discover there's more behind the person than the name tag. There's a person that you get to know. Come on, somebody. Ah. Those titles and names are our opportunity to search and discover why we need to get to know him. I know this, that in life, we can go so far in human relationships and then we stop. But Jesus, coming in the form of a human being, fully human without resigning any of his divinity, he was still God, gives us an opportunity to go where we could not go naturally. See, Jesus gives us a capacity to go beyond our own personal limits. Well, you know me, I, I, I just can't do what other people do. I'm not as spiritual as, well, I, I, I've done these things. I We've got our own boxes, but Jesus steps in and he says, let me take you out of your box. Let me, let me show you I want to be a part of your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And not only the good things, but he wants to join us in every part of our story. In fact, I want to give you pro three promises that Jesus will be with us today that you can take home with you. And the first promise is this. He will be with us for the long term. It's not just caught up in some 
early season or stage of our life. But he will be with us through every stage. You know, some people, we, we grow out of our beliefs about things when we're little. When we're little, we believe in whatever fairy tales that are told to us. The Santa Clauses of our youth. And then we kind of grow out of it and we don't believe it anymore. But Jesus isn't somebody we grow out of. In fact, Jesus wants to grow with us, to be with us in every stage and season of our life. I came to know Jesus when I was just real young. And as I got to know Jesus, there were seasons of time where I was close to him and there were times when I was not close to him because I went my own way. As the scripture says, each of us go our own way. But every time that I thought I was too far away, Jesus had a way of walking up to me wherever I was and then pulling me back into relationship with him. See, he has an ability to go with me even when I don't choose to go with him. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He has a capacity to, to go with us as we uh, uh, d develop new friends and friends in different worlds. We, we grow up and we experience new enlightenment and, and experiences in life and in education and with people. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the plans of man seem right, but the end is death, as the proverb says. And sometimes we get caught up in the wrong relationships, the wrong people, and we do stupid things. Anybody here ever done anything stupid? But because Jesus chooses to be with us, doesn't mean he stayed like somebody, uh, the wizard at the Wizard of Oz behind some curtain. He chose to leave that behind and come and join us. That means Jesus is willing to go into stinky places. Like he'll literally go into your messy life, into your divorce, into your addiction, into your story of pain. He'll jump in when you're walking through illness and sickness, when you lose a loved one. Jesus doesn't abandon you. He's with you for the long haul. That's why David was able to say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Why? Because you're with me. Come on, somebody. Before Jesus left, he said this in Matthew 28, 20, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The psalmist said in Psalm 71, O Lord, you alone are my hope. I've trusted you, O Lord, from my childhood. Yes, you have been with me from birth, from my mother's womb. You have cared for me. No wonder I am always praising you. The psalmist in 30, Psalm 37 said this. He said, once I was young and now I am old. I won't ask for a show of hands. Once I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. He's with you for the long haul, baby. He's not giving up on you. Second promise that Jesus will be with us is that when the world gets dark. When the world gets dark. I felt led by the Lord this week to really bring this thought to you. Because we are so influenced by the seasons and stages that we're in that we can begin to think that God's not in charge. Because it seems so dark and events around the world are changing and it can feel as though darkness is coming in and maybe, maybe God's not going to win the day and, and then fear creeps into our hearts or experiences around us. But the truth is, is that Jesus was sent into the world as a baby, as light in the darkness. That Jesus' very beginning was to be light in darkness. And everywhere you see his followers, since the moment that Jesus ascended to the Father, you'll discover that they went through suffering, they went through persecution, they, went, they lost their lives, some of them, 
But everywhere you go, whether it be in prison or in caves or in public, because Jesus was with them, they could handle anything. Because when you have the light with you, you're not afraid of the dark. Come on, somebody. I love world history. In fact, when things happen, I tend to interpret what's going on today I'm comparing it to all of world history. My wife knows this. I go, this isn't new. This has happened before. Uh, and, and sometimes when people are all afraid and worried and what's going to happen and is, is this the domino effect? Is the Antichrist here? And what's going on with one world government and monies? And, and you've got all of this whole industry of people that are feeding off of Christians with fear and they're doing all this Q stuff and they're doing other things. They're trying to do conspiracies. Let me just tell you, you need to get out of that stuff. Amen. Stick to the word of God and let Jesus be with you. Because here's the deal. If the result is fear, it's not Jesus. If the result is fear, it's not Jesus. Okay? So here's what's going on. I look at it in world history, and I think in terms of what happened in world history with the church. It went through the Dark Ages, and even when there was the Enlightenment period of world history where education and science and everything popped up, who was the ones that started the first universities? It was the church. The church was involved. It was all around theology. All of education kind of came unraveled when you lost the unity or the center of theology. But we don't need to fear because they try to pull God out of culture. You can't stop God out of culture. They tried to do it in China, and the world's largest church is in China right now. That's why I'm not afraid of China, because Jesus is in China. Come on, somebody. I have so left my notes a long time ago right now. I'm preaching now. When I think... About world history, I think about the seasons of time. There were plagues that wiped out half of a population. And we are scared over somebody coughing. Now listen, we need to be wise and we need to practice good health standards. But we need not live in fear. We need to follow good protocols and those kind of things. I'm thankful for doctors that develop vaccines uh, back during the time of the Spanish flu and, and it helped save much of the no more. There's so many good things that happen. But the church, how is the church supposed to operate in the middle of darkness and, and, and confusion? We're supposed to stay close to Jesus because he is the light. Just because it's getting dark doesn't mean that we need to be afraid. We just need to get closer to Jesus. And then I think of things in seasons of time like, like World War II and, and Germany is rising and Hitler and Nazism is taken off and 12 million people were exterminated in concentration camps. And I think about the pure evil. What would it have been like to be a Christian during those days? For sure we would have thought Hitler was the Antichrist. For sure we would have thought this is the end of time. But the believers did not have that luxury when they were underneath persecution. They couldn't control what was going on in the larger picture. Only God does that. And even if it gets really dark in our land, friends, don't worry about the darkness. Don't shout at the darkness. Be the light. That's who God has called us to be. <laughs> I need to get back to my notes. I'm about to... Mm. Y'all are helping me preach today. Thank you. Listen, even, I'm, I'll go to point three in a sec. Even, I think in America, the worst part of our history is slavery. The worst. It's a stain that we're still paying for. We're still paying for it. And some people are like, well, no, that happened a long time ago. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. You're talking about generational impact, socioeconomic impact. We're talking about people group against people group. We're talking about law and injustice and all kinds of stuff, right? But let, listen, there were brothers and sisters, African-Americans now, but African slaves that became Christians that in the middle of the worst darkness created the greatest hymns and songs to the Lord. 
they could shine the light even in the middle of the darkest night. Come on, somebody. What am I saying? <laughs> now you're starting to help me preach, bro. What am I saying? I'm saying we have hope because of Jesus. Emmanuel, God is with us. He is with us. Shake off all that other worry and fear. Yes, acknowledge that there's difficulty. There will be suffering among you, the scripture says. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Late in the midnight hour, you can sing a new song unto the Lord. And you'll discover that Jesus is with you. Matthew 4, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. The third promise that Jesus will be with us is he will be with us when he returns. Not only is he with us now and he'll be with us as we age, but he will come back and we will be with him. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to the believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring him back, bring back with him the believers who have died. I'm thankful for that. I want to see my grandma and grandpa. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. And then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then what? We will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Come on. And then, finally, Revelation chapter 22, very last chapter of the New Testament. He who is faithful is the faithful witness to all these things, says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Something inside of you has got to discover what the saints of old discovered. They didn't get caught up in what was going to pop up on their timeline. They didn't get worried. They took their worries to Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace, who is the Counselor, who is wonderful. They brought all of their needs to the one that could take care of them. And Jesus was with them. Church today, you came to church called Emmanuel. Because God is with us. If he's not with us, close the doors, baby. This show is over. But when he's with us, I can do anything and everything through the power of the one. Come on. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Don't be afraid because it's dark. Don't be worried because of what's going on around you. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Come on, somebody. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. 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 Getting to know someone, I remind you what I said at the beginning, requires being with them. Maybe we need to update our relationship with Jesus. Maybe we need to discover more of who he is. 
but it's going to require us returning the friendship to him. And today we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord to help awaken us. If you need to give your life to Jesus, you can do it right now. You can just say, Jesus, I, I want to get to know you. <laughs> There's so much about you I don't know. You can surrender to him today. We'll even give you an opportunity formally at the end of service at each of our locations for you to pray a prayer together with the rest of the church. But don't wait for that. You can do it right now. You can give your life to Jesus and surrender him. Some of you need to come back to him and come home like the prodigal son. You need to come back to him. But today we can get to know him. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to lift your head up. Keep your eyes closed and then lift your hands up. And I want you to think in terms of Jesus looking at you and he's seeing your hello, my name is tag on your chest right now. And I don't know what age and stage you're in, but he knows you better than you know yourself. And you might need to discover a new part of him today. Maybe you need to discover who he is in such a fresh way that it enables you to have the joy that's promised in the scripture. But on the count of three, I want you to say, Hello, my name is, and give God your name. And I want you to take 30 seconds to talk to him out loud. You ready? One, two, three, go. Hello, my name is Nate. Coming to you, Jesus. Thank you for never leaving me, forsaking me. Thank you, Lord, that you love me even when I walked away from you. Thank you, Lord, that you've been with me through the toughest of times. You've always provided. You've always given me what I've needed. You're always there. You're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Thank you. Lord, it's been kind of dark, and I kind of walked away, but Lord, I need to know you more. I want more of you. As I study your word, I want to understand you more. I want to dig into your word more. I want it to come alive in me more. I want to have hope in my darkness. I want the light to shine in me. I want the promises of who you are to be in my family. I want you to help me with my marriage. I want you to help me with my career. Lord, I need you. I need you. Lord, we come before you today and we choose to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we declare you to be Emmanuel, God with us. As an individual, as families, and as a church, we say we welcome you in this place. We welcome you to be with us. Lord, you're above all things. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And we declare you to be Lord. We declare you to be the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. He left his throne to take on rights. Laid aside his rights. Laid aside his glory, took on flesh, became a man. This is Jesus. Sing a heart. A heart of true humility. Bearing all our grief, taking all our sorrow. For our iniquity, this is Jesus. Come on, see this is. Oh, this is the perfect Son of God who gave His life for us. Gave His life for us. This is our hope, and this is our hope.
Nate said, this is a very sacred moment, an opportunity for people that are in the room today, those who are joining online at home. If you're far from God, maybe at one point you walked with Him. For one or another reason, you've drifted away. This is the chance to come back home. Maybe you're far from God and you haven't ever really thought about exploring faith or, or uh, you've just had a different concept about God and God today has made a statement he said it's about that relationship he cares about you he knows you he loves you and he wants you to get to know him today's the beginning of that relationship so today if you say you know what I've made bad choices I've sinned I've made mistakes and I need I need to come back to God, or I need to start that relationship with Jesus. And I need to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior to change my life and make all things new from this moment on. If that's your prayer, that's your decision, can you just raise your hand where you're at? Is a statement, a statement of a belief in your heart, and you're saying, God, that's me. I want to know you more. I want life to be different. I want you to bring hope into my story. Man, God bless you. God bless you. As your hand is raised up, this is something that you're, you're stating to God. And we're going to pray together. I'm going to invite you to, to adopt this prayer, to say this prayer. Repeat the prayer I'm going to say. Make it your own. And God is going to begin to do exactly what you ask him to do. Church, would you pray with me and say, Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of hope. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. I'm sorry, God. I ask that you would make me clean, that you would make me new. Jesus, I ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. I want to get to know you, and I want to walk with you always from this day on. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we just all clap and celebrate the decisions that have been made today? You will never regret taking steps. What 
a great Sunday. Let's give it up, chat, for all of those who just say yes to following Jesus. Hey, if you click that button today, I'm so excited, I'm so proud of you. And as a church, we wanna be much more than a video to you. And if you would like some help in uh, next steps, we have resources for you. And if you text us the word Emmanuel to 313131, fill out the form there, we're gonna be able to send you a Bible and a Fresh Start book to just come alongside you and partner with you on this journey. We're so excited to do this with you. Christmas is right around the corner. It's such a special time of year. It truly feels like giving season. And I just wanna celebrate what you have given this year, Emmanuel. Announced today, we have given well over a million dollars to Kingdom Builders. That is changing the world as we speak. And I know that God is not done as we continue to work towards our goal by end of year. If you'd love to still be a part of Kingdom Builders, you can still give at emmanuelcc.org give. But man, let's give it up for what God is doing through our generosity this year. So exciting. Whatever you're doing this Christmas Eve, we want to be there with you to celebrate. We are gonna be live at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we have a really special service planned with lots of fun elements. It's fun for the whole family. Invite you to join us, invite a friend, share the stream. It's gonna be a great day as we celebrate the world's greatest gift, the one and only Jesus. Let me pray for you as you go on with the rest of your day. Lord, I thank you for everybody joining us, whether they're joining us today, maybe later in the week, or from work, whatever the case. Lord, thank you that your presence is with us. Lord, as we uh, prepare our hearts for you uh, in celebration, Lord, may you continue to get all the glory. May your uh, Holy Spirit bring us the peace and joy that is so freely available. We love you. Help us love you and love others better this week. We love you and give you all the glory for today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for being with us. We will see you next week.